enjoy the show. Play on the channel. We are currently a go for yes. podcast number 275, if you can believe it, with the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. And of course, as always, in true on timely fashion ish for us, we are the Triforce Podcast, of course. And I am your host, Matthew Bugarell, the Batman, co host Christopher Bristow, the old man in the Purjanger box above Cardboard Kelly. And, of course, our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother. And, uh, of course, our mascot hero time lurking around here somewhere. So, he's uh, very much... Jesus, that doesn't do anything. We'd like to welcome you all here this week, gang, because we want you to pop on over to PJANDWH.com, where you're going to find all of the funny and luggy and nutty moments right up top. And below, you'll actually see uh, last week's Triforce podcast, a Dungeon Master with Finger Guns. Dungeon Master with Finger Guns is a good title. And then Lug Nuts yes, podcast same. will be popping up there shortly. And, of course, you hop on over to the second tab, you'll see Big Brother streaming Monday to Friday while Janger gaming. I actually got on there for a couple days streaming the Old Republic. Footage is up there. Great stuff. Me and the old man planning to at least hop on there every once in a while on the wall, Janger gaming, and uh, and continue on with the Old Republic because they keep trucking along 10 years and running. We might as well hop Legacy on Legacy of the Sith just, just deployed, so, yeah, we got that. Well, I still haven't. I still haven't finished it. I put it on the shelf for a while, so I haven't finished any any of the oh. actual main stories. But I am pretty far into a couple characters. But Fair it's enough. it's a nice grind session that, you know. Obviously, I started over with that. But uh, Big Brother going heavy on the Mass Effect, plowing through the trilogy, and oh, uh, how how far are you into that there there, Steve? Uh, the second one. Uh... I don't know where we were. It was not Are you still like trying to hundred percent it, so you don't have to do it again? I mean, not on stream. Maybe when the game first came out, but yeah, not now. No, that's well past the. I'm the too realm. old for that shit. Yeah, yeah, well, well past that realm, but. It is nice to have this little avenue that you could just hop on over here to the site. Wait, where are they live on? Boom, right there, man. Fucking Twitch and Facebook gaming. We got both of those tabs right up on our webpage, and you can also contact the team. But tonight, we gather here because same devil, new kitchen, a mega live adaptation, a breathtaking Unreal 5 engine experience, and much more on the Triforce podcast. So we start off here with our first story of the night, which is a first look at Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Um, first one, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is great. Across the Spider-Verse, nice title for it. Uh, 
The world got their first glimpse of the following uh, follow-up film to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, an exclusive first look over two minutes of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. I find it interesting. They're labeling this a Part 1. So there's going to be a Part 2, Electric Boogaloo, and we're going to... This is the first part of this story. I like how it's it's setting up that it's going to be more than just having a kingpin. Of an exclusive first look at over two minutes of footage for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 was revealed as we returned to Miles Morales uh, chilling in his bedroom uh, when only surprised by none other than Gwen Stacy. In full costume, giggity. Gwen lures Miles out of his bedroom into the Spider-Verse. Here isn't we get... The, uh, isn't that the singer from the band who married uh, Gavin Rostell? What's his name? That's Gwen Stefani. Isn't that the same person? Uh, Gwen Stacy. No. 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 spider my humans mixed up? Yeah. Is one well, of them, are they one of them's real? fictional. One of them is fictional. Real? No, one of them's fictional? Okay. Yeah. 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 A bit off. Both those names kind of sound made up to me. Hey, you got the first name right, man. That's the impressive part. But um, (laughs) Spider-Gwen lures Miles out of his bedroom and into the Spider-Verse, where we get a glimpse of a familiar Spider-Man from the future, Spider-Man 2099, voiced by Oscar Isaac. Obviously, Spider-Gwen, voiced by Haley Seinfeld, who is um, our new Hawkeye in the Kate Bishop Hawkeye show. Yep. So, we got that going on, and that's yeah, well, that's coming along nice. So, she didn't she try and start to fall apart when she was in this 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 when she crossed over last time? Well, yeah, but now it's this relationship's different. never going to work. Well, yeah, but they're I mean, both every time going you through go the to the other person's verse universe, whatever, you're, you're going to start to deteriorate. So, like, you just kind of hope another girl well, named Gwen. That, I mean, that was, that, I mean, there's that was long the narrative distance, on the previous. But, this is ridiculous. that was the narrative on the previous one. You know, they 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 develop technology so they don't have to worry Look, about. He has a spider know. tube right yeah. oh, there. Okay. He's yeah. going through the spider tube. Obviously, different animation is going to be involved in this, which is great. Um, we have <coughs> showing up here shortly is Spider Man twenty ninety nine. But this is the frame here. He is is that they're sh- saying is that this is going to be different Spider Man that you have met before. These aren't right. going to be the same ones. So we're getting different Spider-Man in this, which is exciting because the first movie was absolutely fucking bonkers how on point it was. You're like, ah, do we really need a Mm -hmm. new Spider-Man movie? And then you're like, holy fuck, this was good. And you're like, damn, I can't wait for the second one. You didn't even have to ask, like, hey, you think they're making one? No, you knew after watching that first one. Yeah, we knew for a fact. You know? And we know that they're Sony and Marvel are pretty much like chips all in on Spider-Man. It looks like animating that would be a fun job. Well, yeah, it looks like that. that would looks like it would be a lot of fun. It appears to be a lot of fun from someone who doesn't have to do the work. It <laughs> yeah. looks like a lot of fun. Hey, you just got to do that and that. Oh yeah. yeah, just that twelve hours of work. Thanks. It's guy. like making video games look yeah like it could be. A lot of fun, but yeah. realistically, uh-huh. it's it's just a lot of work and $50 billion, and you still don't have Star Citizen or whatever the hell they're doing over there. Oh, they're, I think they're past 50. Whatever. They're, they're, they're doing something. I don't know what. 
I don't know. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> it was always burning since the world's been turning. Yeah. But yes. Yes. Miles' Miles's story and the Spider-Verse web expands in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse yeah, Part 1. spurt all over a screen near you. In October of 2022. Yeah, get all sticky. You'll get all Careful. covered in web fluid. Gotta get that uh, sanitizer or one of those white things that clean the screen. You might actually, Spider-Man may have another lawyer. Yeah, these jokes working for Just anyone? in case that happens. Monster because screen cleaner. Kevin Feige in the next story is, well, he's talking because ah. Mr. Feige confirms that the devil from Hell's Kitchen in the MCU is going to be none other than Mr. Charlie Cox himself from the Netflix verse. So, Mr. Feige, like so we're going, up, we're going back to Cox. Yeah, it always comes back to Cox on this podcast. Don't you know that? That's that, yet now the last jokes will make so much more sense. <laughs> See, a little prelude there. It was just, you know, it's rewatchability yeah. is up, what that was. Up, down, totally, up. Totally. Uh, I think we just got the title, <laughs> a prelude to Cox. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> um, so a he prelude drops. to Cox. I can't see your face. You're like, like stalled. It's huh? okay. It's, it's better like that. Okay. Um, it's just the internet. It's okay. Your face actually looks fine on our end. So that's great. Um, so Daredevil PC. Right. is not just any Daredevil. Speaking to Cinema Blend, Kevin Feige said that Disney seems attached to Charlie Cox. So Disney's attached to Cox may also be the title. Disney loves Cox. No, we'll, 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 get, we'll, get, we'll get taken Disney, down for that. Disney loves Cox. Cox great, right, Disney? Cox, multiple Cox, Um, cocking all over the place. Who mostly recently portrayed the Hell's Kitchen savior from 2015 to 2018 in the Netflix series Daredevil, and the team uh, end up Disney. Disney does Devil's Cox. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I knew we'd get it. (laughs) If the audience were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes would be the actor playing Daredevil where we see how we see that when we see that remains to be seen. So he was very political. So we see that we've seen... Says the actor who's playing a blind man. Exactly. To say what he's seen... (laughs) Well, no, this was Kevin Feige. This wasn't Cox. Cox is very silent. About what he's seen and he hasn't seen because he signed an NDA and that's the end of... Yeah, but on to the next story. I, I do like with this story. I like how everybody was behind Charlie Cox. There were rumors around Charlie Cox, but Kevin Feige mm-hmm. saying, "Well, if we use him in the future, uh, Daredevil, that character in the future, yes, it will be Charlie Cox." And he has to phrase it like that because if you go off of any other word track than that, then you confirm the rumors that have been out there, and you're not necessarily putting the focus into you know, where you're going. So I think he's playing it right when he's going into the media here saying, if we were to use Daredevil in the future, yes, he will be our Daredevil. And people are like, well, hold on. Does that mean that Netflix is canon? It doesn't need to. They just unlocked the door to the multiverse and you're going to ask a canon question? Who fucking cares? Make the story interesting. Are they going to use that would the just be like the spiral his uh, 
the canon question will just be, hey, it's his origin story. And then the multiverse happened, and fuck you. Because then you could do the Venom. But they, I, don't, I don't think they want to really copy, you know, other superhero movies. They want to copy, you know, or pay homage to. Hell's Kitchen does Venom Cox. Different movies. <laughs> like, one of the... Now, people are attached to Daredevil because that first season was so fucking good. The first season was amazing. You didn't yes, get the you didn't get the costume. They made you wait until the end of the first season for the costume. And then he lost the costume. And he had to get the guy to make him another one. Like there was there was this back and forth to where he was still Daredevil throughout. He was the character and that was the struggle. It was actually putting this person in a real-life human and it being great on screen. And this is, people are like, oh, this is going to suck. Who knows if they're going to do it right? And they fucking hit it out of the park. That's why it hurt yep. so much when they cut it. But this is that nice breath of fresh air of Kevin Feige saying, yes, we will use him if we go with Daredevil in the future, which they have to. He's a huge part of Marvel. That's why they tried it with Ben Affleck. It was amazing. Let's just call it, call it that. Call a spade a spade and move on to the next spade, which uh, buh, buh, Kevin Feige was actually talking a lot there. Um, oh, this is the other thing I wanted to talk about because it, it goes right along with the future of the MCU. Um, but he also sp- spoke about, because he's doing the press junket, Nova, and how they would introduce introduce Nova into the MCU and he in his quote he likened it to Black Panther as a great example okay. to where they they are working they were working on a Black Panther standalone and how to drive it in but the opportunity first appeared in Civil War so that's where I think we'll probably see Nova in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and that'll lead itself to a Nova movie probably in phase 5 bringing in new characters once again into expanding this universe and the storytelling. And that's what makes now the secondary characters that they'll go off of these main choices even more interesting. Yep. Especially if they keep going with the same formula, like Shang-Chi 2, which is also confirmed. Um, Not only Shang-Chi 2, but multiple projects in this Shang-Chi little fiefdom that they have going on here. Which... You could go off of the Ten Rings, going on that gangster vibe that they Disney obviously likes with Mandalorian and and Book of Boba Boba Fett, going into that more. Hey, let's uh ex- see what's going on more in this universe. People turns out people and the actually, Mandarin, yeah, yeah. Turns out people actually do get excited for bad guy shows. Turns out they like Dexter. Turns out they like Legion. They like these f- misunderstood main characters. Who would have they thought? also like things to blame as like, yeah, we want to see the villain so we can have a good story. Yeah. And having the main focus at, of the show being on a villain at, on a villain and the heroes being the protagonist. I know, first off, that Batman generalization blanket covers a bunch of anime. But it's a nice, different viewpoint. You look at Death Note. That's a perfect example of that. The anime, not the live yep. adaptation. But you see Light Yagami, this brilliant kid who just happens to find a notebook to where if he writes down somebody's name, they die. 
And if he writes down how they die, they die like that. And it's how he tried to get over on the cops. It's such a good fucking story that that's what I think will bring a different refreshing tone to the MCU, especially if they're looking for that viability. To where you can keep going off of these common movie tropes that we've seen. Westerns, samurai films, sci-fi. They're just going based off of everything in the past and learning from the history. How do yeah, you see say, how do you see this that. this future as that they're going? Do you see it getting watered down at some point? I mean, if the content is good, it doesn't matter what they do. It really doesn't. Like if, if the story's good and the message is there, I'm all for it. But um yeah, that I just go back to the story just having to be good. You can have you can take liberties all you want if if the the general message is there, I'm all for it. I'll put it to you this way. To even more concrete your point, I watched an anime on a restaurant. Restaurant to another world. Put it in the chat. It's literally an anime about a restaurant, but the story content really? in there is what drives the narrative forward that you're like, all right, this is ridiculous. Hang on. This is actually kind of interesting. And then by the third episode, you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. Because you know, you're intrigued by the stories that get told. Yeah. But if they keep that mentality, like anime did, you can have any, any number of different shows that you want, and this will still be a viable option. You know, it's where people are like, Oh, you're going to get tired of it. They still make zombie movies and vampire movies two of the oldest you know sticks along you know the two of the oldest movie tropes out there yeah they're still still doing they're just finding different and unique ways to do it like Mm -hmm. they're converting last of us to from a video game to a tv show yeah and hbo is doing it so that tells you something 100 percent. finding different things is one way but also reinterpreting different ways to where that's where like Denny Valvenu, a lot of older directors, for some reason, people always ask them what they think of Marvel. Like, first off, that's like asking your grandparents what they think of the internet. Why do you expect the answer to be anything different? That would be impossible. Here's here's what they'll tell you. Grandpa Greg's kind of racist. Do you think he's still racist? Yep. And dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Still it, dead. Why do yeah. you think it's going to be anything different? Like Denny Velvenu was saying that superhero movies are just, you know, regurgitated other films. Meanwhile, he did a remake. Yeah, but they paid him for that. So They did pay him for that. Class houses. It's kind of my point. That is, that's a point. Just because it's slightly less translucent? doesn't mean they can't see you showering oh okay well which is a perfect transition to the next story i don't know how yeah yeah, yeah. that was an okay segue <laughs> that's the next button i need i'll, I'll oh, reimagine no i'll reorganize it to have that one right next to the other one <laughs> that was a good yeah. segue ah, that segue oh, needed no. work okay. maybe go back to the board up. well not lug nuts I'm trying. It's oh. not oh, responding. I can't uh, do it, Cotton. Uh, that's it the just internet. won't go. <laughs> wow. 
Well, we could talk about Mazda while I try and load it. They're now having a carbon package. <laughs> load! Yeah, I think I think everything's just down, man. Yeah, you could track a well, Zoom's still up. I could still see you. Um, could you? Yeah, that's the weird part. Could you toss you me have that a jewel pod? Zoom doesn't use AWS. There are 47 <coughs> jewel pods. The package on, on top of my wallet. Oh. Yeah. Oh, hey, here's the story. Quick. Well, that's well, it's the wrong don't. story. But Oh, for the love of God. I'm sorry. For the love of no, God. No, that is. No, Peacemaker. All right. Well, you might want to cover this story while I'm trying to get the next story. <laughs> this story... Could end at any moment. <laughs> the most exciting. Oh, there it goes. It's over. I hope you read quick. So you can uh, scroll it. down. What? Don't let that bucket load. There we go. Peacemaker <laughs> releases. This is going to be a heavily edited podcast. This one might be one that we just throw out. <laughs> no, I can save it. No, no, he'll save it. Peacemaker released another trailer. And on a sidebar, are you kidding how many garbage-ass podcasts I've made at least viable? One of the most fucking watched videos is the walkthrough of the Game of DVD exchange the first time. And that was like the walkthrough, and it was supposed to be a whole podcast, which turned out to be like maybe 15 minutes of footage that I could save. And it's still the most watched video on our YouTube. So I can save a garbage fire, sir. You just put it in a vacuum, and that fire will go out. The vacuum being the metaphor of our YouTube, because nobody watches. But are we ready now? People are going to watch this next trailer for Peacemaker. And we're all about a little over a month away from Peacemaker hitting our screens on HBO Max, the spinoff of James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which I believe there's a rumor out now that he's not the only spinoff that's going to be coming out of that show. Which really makes sense for HBO Max because they have the Penguin spinoff and Colin Farrell is on board for that. There's a lot of moves on both sides of the coin if you still see it that way that way between marvel and dc do you see yeah. the the folks playing the home game can't see this do you see the ad in the corner here it's an ad for peacemaker while we read a story about peacemaker yeah and no uh, i don't see the ad a trailer you're, no, you're yeah, covering no. the ad you're you're yeah you're is, covering that that's why you're this there. is more of an in-studio joke here but yeah no they're playing the trailer that we're watching or no that was the first trailer yeah, that was the, yeah, fir- they the, plan the first trailer next Peacemaker. to the second trailer for Peacemaker. But, hey, that's that's well-placed videos. Um, in this trailer... Found your target audience. You got them. They're driving <laughs> home pretty much to summarize it. What they're trying to get from this first season of Peacemaker is to... He yeah. says it when he's talking to his dad to where he puts it cleverly to where I fucking forget. Um, but... It's like a person who's a complete dick turning into a person that you can actually stand. And it's that character development of Peacemaker. Because right here... Why are you talking about us? Yeah, but right here, that's him. Has He has the scopes on, like, this kid walking into a school at night. And this guy over the radio is like, fire, fire. And he's like, you want me to shoot a kid? And then the woman's like, I thought you didn't care who you had to kill to, you know, for liberty, for freedom. And he's just like, I think I'm broken. But this is that process of to where this arrogant dickhead is like, oh, I'm broke. 
Like, nah, bro, you're growing morality. You didn't want to shoot a kid. That that's a, that's good. But the different kind of people in this is really shaping up to like she's probably going to be my best friend during this show because she seems like that dose of reality the peacemaker needs because she kind of likes him, you know, like she's almost like that fan. She's not going to break the the fourth wall, but she's going to be the person you most relate to as a fan of the comics. But I'm on board, man. I think that HBO Max has been really doing DC a lot of justice since they've taken the reins over a lot of the stuff that, you know, they did with this. You know, DC tried with their own app, but then just tie everything with HBO Max and you're fine. Now, HBO Max yep. is losing Crunchyroll because obviously Funimation bought them. Funimation bought no, They're HBO no or? longer going to be there on, on, on the Maxes, huh? Yeah, but, you know, Funimation, so just go to the other app. So it's the goodly less app, event. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. But that's why it wasn't a story because it's less eventful when you're already subscribed to Funimation, even though it's kind of an anime monopoly. Um, but with Peacemaker, a lot of the spinoffs... Well, they haven't figured that out yet, so we're fine. Yeah, I see a lot of hope on the HBO Max, you know, because like I was saying, I don't go on Amazon. I go on to Funimation, Am- uh, HBO Max, and most popularly, Netflix, the most often out of the streaming services. Because HBO Max, they have a bunch of fucking content on there. Mm-hmm. And I did check out a couple stand-ups and stuff and pop that on my list and stuff. They have a plethora, a Google, of a gaggle, rather, of shit for you to watch. So, a Google, a gaggle, a cackle. <laughs> yeah. And we already found our title, though. But then that, that was yes, close. we did. That was close. Um, but you can check out Peacemaker uh, on the. HBO I, I, I can I can roll them out, man. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you can check out Peacemaker uh, on HBO Max, January 13th of 2022. And now that story that Big Brother already alluded to. Let's and, see if it loads. <laughs> if uh, if it loads, if not. I'll just chop the video for that one couple seconds that you have it in there, and we'll have the audio only, and I'll just be frozen like this. But you are to me. (laughs) Thank you and your cold heart. Mega Man, talking about cold hearts, live action movie is coming to Netflix, man. This is exciting. I think that Mega Man live-action movie has been in development for years. Finally looks uh, to see the light of day at Netflix as the film is currently in active development for the streaming service. So this isn't like, hey, flesh out your script. We'll see if we want it. They got shit lined up. They're ramping up for, all right, when are you starting? All right, cool. More importantly, who plays Mega Man? Mmm... Who do you get to play Mega Man? Live you action? Kid? You gotta go kid. Or do you see CGI short. in the face? Do you like Captain uh, Chris Evans that shit with like young Steve Rogers? No, don't do that. Please. No, just make it Kevin Hart and we'll be happy. Damn. I'm actually kind of happy with that casting. 
because you can have you, even you can though have, uh, now, even though Kevin Hart is like my height, so there's he's no, no, that's normal height. He's, he's just normal, normal height. height. When you put anybody next to like The Rock and Shaq, you're gonna but, look fucking but small. Mega Man, but then again, <laughs> Mega Man was the same height as the uh, the uh, what was the Doctor Light? That guy. Yeah, and the girl. It's just. They're just adults. You get any adult Roll, what's her name? Roll, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the dog was like... Like Data. The dog was kind of like hip level, though. He is a kid, but like he's still adult size. Yeah. Yeah. They were the same size. So you could go with like a normal 5'5 person. Yeah, a normal height person. A bunch of people are like, that's not normal, you short fuck. Hey, it's normal to me. Don't hide shame. (laughs) We don't kink shame and we don't hide shame. Statistics. You shut your face. (laughs) But Mega Man, though. Within a standard deviation or two. Now, if I were to go back, if you were to go back, like childhood stars of the past, (laughs) who would your ideal Mega Man casting of the past be? Oh, Jesus. Um, Michael Fox. My first one would immediately. Michael Fox. Michael Fox, Michael J. Fox, or Michael I mean, Fox? without like the the you know the problems he's gotten. I mean, if he didn't have that, like you're just saying, going back, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I thought that yeah. too. Jonathan Taylor Thomas would be real like tool time era. Jonathan Taylor Thomas would be a perfect fucking Mega Man. Yeah, because he was right around that time with the um, with the the Lion King. Not Haley Joel Osment, the um, Phantom Menace, uh, Luke uh, J- Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd, yes. Anakin Skywalker, young Anakin. He was also he was also the little kid in um, Jingle All the Way. So, yes, I think perfect Mega Man for that time frame of when he was like. No, he would make he his delivery for some reason is just like too whiny. But you need someone that. That's has why some... I feel I almost feel like that would be the most viable option for Hollywood at the time. Like, you want to do what? Fine, Jake Lloyd. <laughs> God, no, man, man. No. That movie sucked. Mega Man was such a whiny bitch. I feel like that's the choice we would have gotten now that I'm thinking about it. Because that's a good point. I'll yeah, if we went there, we would we would have been like, don't ever do fucking video game movies ever again. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. No, no, because no. <laughs> I'm picking all the wrong choices now. Fuck no, it. no, I'm no. I'm into think, so <laughs> I'm I'm saying Jim Carrey because he's good at everything. He would become Mega Man. What about what about some of the kids from um, from the Step Hall? by Step? One of the you know, one of the younger ones, yeah. The young one kid, kids. the young guy. His, what was his name? Brandon. Seems yeah, like something white, like that. Yeah, seems like a white kid name, especially yeah, in the not 90s. not Cody, but Brandon. No, you know what? Was it Cody or was that another one? Was that Cody the was one? the one that was in the van who ended up being you know whatever he got in trouble with the law. 90s sitcoms is almost a different podcast we now need to have and just talk about 90s sitcoms the entire fucking time because there were a lot of ones that you hold treasured in your heart that if you looked at a lot of those episodes that it was trash yeah now a lot of them still hold up like uh home improvement what are the other ones that are still on tv that your people watch uh like uh, Fresh Prince you of Bel Air. Yeah. You people with what the do you television. Mean, you people. You television. If you have cable, what do cable you watch? People. Yeah. Martin. Martin. <laughs> it's probably still on. It is. No, I'm telling you, it oh, is. Oh, I was okay. watching it today. It's oh, you still were answering. On. It's in syndication. Oh, I was answering. Yes. Yeah. Martin. Oh, okay. That's Martin. All right. 
My, I don't mind. It's always on. Tell you who's still on. Dr. Quinn is still on. Fuck. Dr. Really? Quinn? Yeah, Dr. Quinn? Medicine they woman? They still play that. They still play Touched by an Angel. Oh, my God. My staff. I remember it. fucking watching Touched by an Angel. Yeah. On the original airing. <laughs> like, dude. That kids, was that that was Saturday Night TV day. for you right there. Like, dude, kids, back in the day, if we're going back on this 90s Ray retro Ray. trip, since we're talking about Mega Man, Shows that's what you had. It was like, oh, what's on? Touched by an Angel. You got infomercials. Uh, I don't know. Yep. That Catholic guy's on. Um, I don't know. You got Mega Man or this? We'll watch Touched by an Angel. Remember, remember, <laughs> remember, like, 95 was the last time that ABC stopped doing the movies on Sunday. Oh, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> movies on Sunday. Man. Remember, it, and it was always Disney movies because, of course, Disney owned ABC. So it's like, you know, it was always something... They still Disney related or wholesome related, something like that. That wasn't yeah. a was that 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 is. I think I think they still currently own NBC or ABC. They still own ABC, but they stopped doing the movies on Sunday nights. Well, yeah, we just talked about fucking Disney Plus a little bit ago. Of course, they got that. Put the movies on that. The fucking Jacques Cousteau one is actually pretty fucking interesting. I started uh, we started watching a little bit of that, but there's a lot of good shit on that. Um, yeah, but Mega Man. Do you hope that it's going to be a true telling, like right on the uh, along the line of the games, or do you want this to kind of do you want them to Sonic this? To I where want it real life. They tell an original action. story, real life, real action. So Mega Man looks like a I mean, robot. technically, we already got Mega Man with iRobot, but that's well. That's, I was going to say yeah. Ready Player One. Yeah, iRobot that shit. If they Ready Player One that to where you know you have. If Spielberg be, would, was behind it, I would say okay. Yeah, but it's outside Netflix. of that. And Matson Tomlin is writing so, the script. So, so is Spielberg uh, taking your calls? He Can co- you give him a call? Matson Tomlin co-wrote the Batman, the Matt yeah. Reeves joint. So he's involved with this Mega Man script. Um, Masa Oka. I would just say leave Mega Man the video games. We don't need a Mega Man movie. And Mas- no, we do. Well, Mas- great. This we other one. Mossy. If you're gonna make it a comedy, make it a, like a buddy cop thing, then do, no, do Kevin Hart no, the rock no, no, with everything. Comedy, I don't care. Oh, Here's the thing. Listen to the other person involved. Masi Oka, known for Heroes, is attached to lead produce, who has also produced Akira, Attack on Titan, and Live so Die. He's, so and he's repeat. gonna be doing the same show he's just with it in it with a different concept. But here's the thing having Akira and Attack on Titan behind your belt, now going into a live action Mega Man. And heroes, that show was I, so awesome he's for the first season. Characters that have special powers. <laughs> for so the first, he's making heroes. Again. Hey man, first season of Heroes was fucking dope. After that, it was. And guess shit. what? Here's the guess problem what? with that show: they never me, knew me, where they were going. They were just sort of meandering. Yeah, was the one was Mega Man technically because if all he had to do was stand next to all the heroes and he absorbed their powers through osmosis, so <laughs> he's got. Yeah, We're talking. Get like, that guy. He's recreating heroes. What's Look, he doing? All this guy has to do is not make the same mistake heroes did, and like make Mega Man only able to have one power at a time. Like, yeah, bitch, yeah, get the fuck out of here! You already made that mistake once. Retire. Yeah, yeah don't Michael Myers that shit. You know. Leave the con. Leave it intact. Hey, I only have one. I think I can only hold one. Oh my god, I can hold two. 
Make them <laughs> dumb if you want, but don't take away from the Rush, character. hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I made Mega Man really. That was I, the dog's name, by the way, Rush. I, I down. Oh, I remember that. Uh, I downgraded Mega Man's uh, software. Yeah, he there. needs. He needs. He needs a. Uh, and, and you know what? Give me. I don't need Mega Man. I need. I need. Uh, I need the X Mega Man X, and I. I need that story. I need, Mega Man is like. I need the Rock want, voicing Rush, but not like verbal dialogue. Just him saying "rough, rough," like just dog voices, and have the Rock do it. Could you could you see Rush Rush narrating Mega Man? Be like, hey, I'm gonna turn into a rocket. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. That like, I would pay to see. The only acceptable narration for Mega Man, or I'm sorry, for Rush, would be Morgan Freeman or Samuel L. Jackson. Because you either have to have him very pleasant. Or you got to have a lot of motherfuckers. Jump on my spring, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? How about my back, motherfucker? Um, I just <laughs> I, I feel like those would be the most appropriate choices for that. But there's talented people involved with this, and it's on Netflix. After the advent of Sonic the Hedgehog and seeing that the, people seeing that, yes, you can do a video game right if you just give it that proper attention to CGI. I know you don't want to pay I would that love bill. To see, but attention I would love to, to see CGI some is important. type of multiverse Mega Man between Mega Man and Mega Man X with how they bring in Proto Man and then they figure out that they're on the same side. Leave that for the second. Leave that for the second season because then yeah. them coming together is the to end of the, the second, characters. beginning to the third. Now you have a fucking suddenly man. Mega Man was awesome. It's up to season four. That's a good run for a show to where you have like fans being like, "Yeah, it was solid up to four. Like Game to, of Thrones, where after like four or five, it kind of went down. You got to build it up a bit. Build it up to that being like a big. Say that to Rockman. Yeah, I'm Cutman. You have, you have cut. You gotta have Cutman. Bob, Bob Man. You gotta Frogman. Look, this is how you really humanize you have, it. Okay, uh, Flashman. You gotta have Harry Donut Man. Look, you really yeah. humanize it. Okay, have you have cut. You have Cutman. Okay, movies. turn it to Cut Woman, and then Cut Woman is actually a, <laughs> a, t- a teenage so, girl who is up. trying to starve herself for attention, and she just enjoys cutting. And this is a person you don't beat. So, you Steve, are you going to have problems. Chocolate Man who throws brownies? Yeah. Over at the Chocolate Brownie, is that what I called it? Well, yeah. that's his fortress. Yes. On the, on the front of the fortress. Have a Chocolate Brownie chocolate and go brownie. over to a Harry Donut. All the worst strippers that you've never I'm Hair Man. <laughs> so, Chocolate Brownie <laughs> Man and Hair Man. We're working monkey on pick a ass, monkey feces throw. <laughs> we're, we're working on a lot of good di- different titles. What, what was their names? Hair Man. He runs the the Harry Donut. And what's the other guy? Uh, what was it? Chocolate Man, Brownie Cho- Man. Yeah, but Chocolate Man. He, chocolate he runs Man the, throws brownies. The Chocolate Brownie. <laughs> chocolate. The, hell I called it. the Chocolate Brownie is his ultimate move. Sure. You will never stand this. Chocolate brownie and brownies fall and down it's now on the screen. On sale for two for one. You got to fucking avoid the brownies as oh, they yeah, fall. Oh yeah, they're getting two for one already. Right. You got to do that. I mean, dash. if I have a fictional brownie 
place. Oh, man. And you're putting and you're putting the fictional brownie place in Mega Man as a level. Sure. I, mean, I already sure, got the boss right. fight figured out, man. The brownies are falling from the sky. I don't you think gotta I do be the dash jump move to avoid the brownies. And then the the chocolate the, sauce. No, you have to do the slide move and then you have to use <laughs> cut man to cut through the brownies. And then you have to change the bomb man to make the chocolate implode on himself. You gotta slide through a tight tube. Yeah. For oh, yeah. Reason. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Chocolate Sounds like a fantastic right. voice. I don't, I don't, I don't like I where this is going. <laughs> then we're going down a dark path, but we're yeah, going what on. Else, a, what else we got? Slide, what else slide, we got? Slide, we're, going in, we're going in a different darkness, the darkness of space, where you may find a different ring of death. The final frontier? That would be Halo, the oh, TV show. Um, if you scroll down, they have a little teaser trailer. Um, because the real trailer is going to be announced at the Game Awards. Yay. Oh. Reload that shit. It didn't uh, pop up. There's no trailer. Yeah, no. They're, I, they're I, I just see you staring in front of Mega Man. That's all I see, because you're just, like, stalled That's out good. in front of me. I don't believe it's that one. It should Dead show up as a tweet. No. no. It didn't pop up. Those motherfuckers. Well, at least we got a picture. Um, Hey, what's going on with Halo? <laughs> so, Halo... Over Twitter, Jeff Keighley, the Game Awards pro, uh, progenitor, confirmed that the first full trailer for Halo television series will debut during the show, um, you know, Game Awards this Thursday. So we're going to get our first look at the Halo show. Oh, it's the internet. That's probably why it didn't pop up. <laughs> Who knows? Internet's acting wonky today. Could but be a curse. In the trailer... Paired with the brief uh, teaser trailer and uh, this announcement was giving fans a glimmer of a shot of Marines, Spartans, in a docking bay full of UNSC equipment. And it's the best look fans have gotten of the series yet, though it doesn't confirm much new information about the show. You can find the trailer on Game Rant or anywhere, literally. Anywhere. Yeah. Perhaps the most interesting aspect of the teaser is uh, the simple look at the Spartans that will be featured in it. Other than Master Chief himself, there are two Spartans in the trailer worth noting. The first being Kai-125, and the second being uh, Vanka-134. While little is known about the them compared to Master Chief, it appears that they will have a certain roles in the Paramount Plus Halo series in the future. So regardless of the big trailer debut during the Game Awards, which is already, already promising other huge reveals on top of the Halo trailer, being able to have the, you know, the first look at... Halo and what they're doing. We got the little glimpse of the Spartan armor. Um, this one gave us a little bit more depth because we got the ship. We got, oh, shit, mm -hmm. there's all these Marines. There's all these Spartans. What the fuck? So it was almost like that That hope you had for Phantom Menace. That's the way I'll put it right now. That's how I feel. Where you're like, oh, fuck, we're going where in the Jedi timeline? Oh, it's going to be there? Like, damn, man. That actually sounds pretty fucking, you know, promising. Yeah. To where you're, they don't even have to even touch the fucking shows. To where here, we Big Brother, Ultimate Producer, um, 
just picked it up. You got to reload that shit again. It's a very oh no, it's not. No, it's, that's oh that's, wow, it's shit. not a very long. Maybe they it's had like, it fucking looped or something. Oh, they're tying everything together or something because that was the first one. This is where we, we saw got. his back. Um, but yeah, this show. I gotta tell you, man, I'm actually Paramount Plus. Like, is it two bucks? I I I join on for two or three bucks. They can't have much on there. It's probably nine ninety nine. Because Paramount is Bob's network, right? Oh, that's a shame. Yes. Yeah, so then you'd be able to get the uh, the Star Trek as well. Ugh. I'm okay with calling them Paramount. Paramount isn't taking us down. <laughs> that was just a name branding thing. Yeah. So I'm actually really impressed with Halo, and especially Mega Man, mm-hmm. now Halo. We got yep. Sonic. We, I mean... Shit, man. Assassin's Creed, if we can get a TV series for that, I mean. A fuck. proper story uh, in in TV form, that would be great. Like, look, it's not that I'm minded the uh, Michael Fassbender Assassin's Creed movie. I had to separate it from like the game and what I knew, you know, you had to treat it like a film. Well, they tried to Assassin's Creed is an IP that should not be told in movie format. It is. There's too much content to try to shove into two hours. Well, yeah, no, completely. You need to, you need to get, make that a TV show. Yeah. A hundred percent. That needs to be a TV show just on the fact that, it's there like you're saying there's it's too busy but how much like if it's not you're not gaining or you're not retaining the attention with like you know a 3 hour assassins creed movie like you would be endgame or even like a martin scorsese film he can right. get away with making the irishman because he's martin fucking scorsese quentin tarantino can get away with a 3 hour movie I don't think you can get away with that right now with a game property. Mm -hmm. And that's really the attention that it would need to do Assassin's Creed right, even in a small narrative. You you look at all the content with these games that they're they're trying to make IPs for, for like small and large screen. Most of these IPs like Halo, that's, that's a 60 hour narrative just on the first one. Mm-hmm. That's a sixty-hour game playthrough. It, yeah. it, you know, if you're playing on a moderate difficulty level, the same goes for two and three. But like, <laughs> just is. to get the core story, you're looking, you're looking like four or five seasons, just just to set up like the environments and stuff like that. Well, you're R. Looking R. At Martin, a season and a half, right there. R. R. Martin begged, begged HBO to do ten seasons, nine or ten seasons. Of Game of Thrones, and they didn't, obviously. So, you know, there's still that shortcoming if you try to do that in TV form as well. You have to give it time to breathe. It's been over 200 podcasts, I can say it. I will will say it is an epic tale, but over here it says from a year ago, it'll say the complete saga in 22 minutes. So, there you go. All right, that's fair enough. To All each right. his own, I guess. <laughs> the complete saga you can watch in twenty-two minutes, or, or you can you watch could spend 
<laughs> 80 hours for four weeks and get through it all. God, you're just, you're sounding like a millennial. You can just watch YouTube. <laughs> what else you got? I got a story about something. Let's make it a musical. Delicious. With A-plus catering. My friend Ayla the boy and her business partner are making a lot of delicious treats, especially coming up on the holidays. You want to contact them over here, facebook.com backslash A-P-L-U-S Tri-State. And obviously, they have all the delicatessens and things that you want to eat right here. Um, They got here in their new stash. Thankful. Their Thanksgiving foods here. Obviously, huge spread and very professional looking. Very elegant dishes as well. So you can hire them now. You just hop on over to Facebook.com backslash A-P-L-U-S Tri-State. <laughs> Look at that turkey. That looks fucking delicious. Here. Yeah. Ah, foliage and different plates and stuff. They have it all. Somebody else that on, might have on, it I'm all. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Come on. Well, as somebody said from this next story, ignorance is bliss. And in oh, that scene, always is. there was food wow, involved. A... If you scroll down. Now, this I want to hover on now for a moment because this looks like Keanu Reeves. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. Really close. Now, scroll down. I mean, more than that. But The Matrix Awakens is an unreal five-engine experience. I'm not losing my... The hell? Oh, it's it's Game Informer. You got to give it a minute. but Or f- 15 seconds or whatever it is. But The Matrix Awakens is an unreal five-engine experience you can preload now. With the world's uh, return to the Matrix franchise, the couple of weeks away, uh, the time it would take to download this movie on LimeWire in the early 2000s. I just kind of thought that was funny. I thought the article, uh, the author was pretty punny there. Um, Because it's true. Epic Games is releasing a new experience built on its new engine. Partnering with the cast and crew of the upcoming film, Matrix Awakens, in... An Unreal 5 engine experience will show off what so the new software can do. And that's it. But now... I know, that really looks like Keanu Reeves, doesn't it? If this is actually... like that, It looks off enough mm-hmm. to where that could be in-game a- a- engine. But, dude, that's pretty fucking close to Keanu Reeves. You know what I mean? It's only a little bit off. And once again, I think it's the skin and the hair. They still haven't quite perfected. But you look at how he's speaking here when you're going Until slowly. Until you find out that this is a video. And that's know. what the author said. He was like, if that's the case, bravo for making me fucking believe that this was in-game, in-engine footage. Because if this is in-engine footage, which we have already seen, that impressive uh, you know, uh, desert scene when they first announced it, this is the kind of technology we're getting into Unreal 5. I hope we get some semiconductors quickly is all I got to say. We're setting up a factory. We're thinking about setting up a factory, which is about as far as we'll get. I was about to say, I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm going to get anywhere close to it. But- I'm also thinking about a sandwich. <laughs> the sandwich is alive. I'm also thinking about going to the bathroom right now. Okay. <clears throat> but Keanu Reeves... 
Oh, yeah. And Carrie Ann Moss provided their likeness and their voices and everything to this. And that's always a plus to where I'm not, I don't remember if they were actually, uh, did they lend their voices to the game? Well, you mean the the, the ma- previous game? Yeah, yeah, and to the Matrix, they did. Yeah, I'm not sure if yeah. all the cast did because that was a popular thing whenever they moved to uh, any. Well, kind remember of film. there was two there was two video games for Enough. one was Enter the Matrix with the which, one that tied the, into the films. Yeah, that that was Enter the Matrix, your... and then Path of Neo was the other one. I didn't play. That I didn't one. play that one. No. Oh, oh, I'll find a copy for you that you can play on your PC. Okay, it's worth you. it. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm well willing to hop into the Matrix again, because that's what this story is. The trailer for the Unreal Experience is exceptionally short, the pa- only providing the a couple of seconds. Was ex- actually you controlling Neo and going through the entire timeline with a different ending, and that was on purpose with from the Wachowski brothers and now sisters and now that, sisters and Whatever. that is Lana Can we Wachowski. Just phone the Wachowskis and get rid of the. Well, Wachowski's the new franchise is only involving they kept the same one Wachowski. Name, right? I don't know. I know only Lana is involved in right? the new reboot stuff, but Lana was also yeah. involved with this Unreal Engine project. They didn't mention her last um, um It only provided a couple seconds of Reed's doing uh, what demanded of him and a bright white void uh, questioning existence, asking how do we know what yeah. is real? Which some are postulating uh, that it could be him um, questioning his existence in the Matrix and whether he is really there or not, or he could just be asking a, Mr. Fucking, Anderson, a philosophical question. You know what I mean? It's hard to read into a three-second fucking trailer. Let's calm down. But the Matrix Awakens. But that's that's the beauty about this kind of storytelling is, is yeah. like we already know the lore behind it, so we don't need the explanation. That's only because we, we know. Just need the, we just need the question. We, all, we know Keanu, how twisted Keanu's these. Delivery, we know in how twisted this, this franchise is, is. and that's how—that's what's twisting people's mouths. We know how twisted these fuckers are. We've watched three movies of them toy with our emotions, and now we're like, it "All was right, great. it's been enough time. I'm willing to have you fuck with my emotions again." Sure, what I have a bunch yeah, it's only of been fifteen to, years. What uh, you got cooking in there? Let's so, see. No, six, seventeen years. It's only I'm, been seventeen years. Look, I'm sure my kids will really appreciate all the emotional scarring they'll develop. You from know this. what? Now that I look at this, his facial hair is really weird. It's kind of Logan looking. You his know? lips are really weird. Yeah, I don't. His see skin you doesn't look right at first glance. It's like, oh, it's Keanu Reeves. But now that you you got time to look at it, you're like. Okay, we're still a bit off, but it's really fucking close. Like, how far are we away from not being able to discern what was actually real or not? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you look at you look at the updated. We're talking about just graphics in general, like with the Unreal Five. But like, you look at the Frostbite engines with with the new FIFA coming out. You look at the hair texture and just quality of like graphics. And definition, like hair was never, ever done right, ever in video games. But you look at it um, on on new gen PCs that can handle it. It is night and day difference from like, yeah, you know, a, a graphics card, like a 1660 versus a 3060. And you I, can see the difference. Now, I don't say this punching down. But. But you are. Graphically wise, that's the only really 
It's the only real improvement that sports games have had recently. We talked about it on the live podcast that yes. podcast for cats. Sports games had they have sports stalled. games had a stall since two thousand. So now they're so looking at gonna... look. You can see all the follicles on his chin from his beard. This is great stuff. Meanwhile, here's the thing. you're in the bleachers when you're playing. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's where they they uh, he looks too perfect. You see his facial hair. It's 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 it's. Well, that's because he's breathtaking. Yeah. No. No, it's not. That's not how hair grows. Hair doesn't. Hair doesn't. No, Keanu Reeves is just they just don't. They don't. That's how he does it. No, no, (laughs) no. Just no might be the answer for this next story as well. We'll see more about this Mm. Matrix once again at the Game Awards this Thursday. So next week's Triforce podcast, we're gonna have a lot more of this stuff. Um, if the trailer's good, we'll show it. Um, but you can preload the Ma- uh, the Matrix Awakens now on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S. Once again, I was going for a tweet on this one, which the internet was working before the podcast on this next story. But The Witcher is getting new DLC soon. Uh, Yay! The Witcher 3, that is. Uh, for those yep. out of the loop, this DLC is not going to be impressive like Heart of Stone or Blood of Wine, well, yep. which, when combined, was nearly 100 hours of new content, rather than new DLC, which is said to be described by the Netflix show, uh, will almost certainly be considerably less substantial. The tease uh, suggests the DLC will be more, no more than cosmetic content, but it is not out of the realm of possibility Players may be treated to some uh, proper new content like new quests and weapons in the future. So testing the waters and seeing, you know, uh, let's see. Because The Witcher 3, it was released, God, fucking years ago. Not quite Skyrim years, but people were uh, still 20, playing. It, it was actually first gen of Xbox One. Really? I didn't think it was that long ago. Yes, it was. It was uh, seven years ago. Because <laughs> they have a next gen version coming out, just all updated. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, just it's like it's what Cyberpunk's doing. It's what, it's loading. what uh, yeah. Skyrim's doing. Yeah. Extras yeah. inspired by the Netflix series. So we'll have to see if this act. Uh, first off, this story is not worth it. I mean, if you're going to be like, yeah, I gotta get that. Henry Cavill is Geralt skin. And that's what's going to make you play Witcher? No. More power to you, bud. But. Okay. Sure. The more the more important thing here is, I think, with the Game Awards coming up, we might actually see, I mean, if they're smart, um, Witcher 4, even if it's just a small teaser trailer, like, hey, yeah, bitches, this is our next game, Witcher 4. It's going to be all about Siri. You know, look at Ragnarok. We got a... Uh, on the game awards and it sent fans crazy, but that's also because they talked a little bit like, yeah, man, we're going with the Ragnarok theme. It's going to be Kratos. We're going off on this and we're going for a third one. That's really promising there. So how cool would it have been if they tied in, uh, Kratos into, into Thor mythology just because of that. Oh yeah. You know, that would have been great. Well, there's a whole part of mythology to where they had like, 
other godly beings that were separate from um, Valhalla mm-hmm. that they could tie that to. And they could keep fucking going if they wanted. Because there's no, like, they're like, eh, we know this. Pe- they knew about these people, but we just know their name. That that And that was all the, you know, they knew about them in Norse. We know about them, rather, in Norse mythology. Yep. Because most of that was world tradition. That's what happens when you don't have papyrus. But they had papyrus with the Witcher. So we'll have to see with the Game Awards what we're going to get. A lot of people always say, like, oh, we're going to see this and this. And maybe, like, two of their predictions are actually real. To where we know we're going to get the Matrix. Or legitimate, yeah. Yeah, we know we're going to get a trailer from the Matrix. We know we're going to get more from um, the other story I mentioned. What was that? Not Mega Man. Hang on. Scroll up a bit. Oh, Halo. So we know we're getting two trailers at least that are going to be like, damn, this is fucking worth it watching this. I just want that. I just want that soundtrack to be. I, I want that that orchestral See, Martin O'Donnell soundtrack behind ha- the Halo series. So that you want them has, to Cowboy Bebop the soundtrack for Halo TV show? Because that's what they did with Cowboy Bebop. They had the original composer come back and do the sound for the live action show. It's it's not Halo without that soundtrack. I'm sorry, it's not Halo without. I mean, the he's still alive, so fuck it. Give him some work. Yeah, I mean he's still he's he's just at odds with Bungie. So whether the, I don't know if they settled it or not, but uh, since well, that's, since that's the heartbreaking point because then you have somebody be like, all right, we want you to do Halo. Yeah, yeah, but you can't really sound like his stuff because you know copyrights. Maybe go a couple octaves, different couple notes at a certain point. Well, Martin O'Donnell was like smart it. when he yeah, created the soundtrack music. to he Halo because he owns the, the rights to Halo. So if he came back and did it, he wouldn't have a problem. I think Bungie would put up a a, a fight on it, but I think they've kind of settled their their beef with each other because their stuff was over um, over Destiny. Well, that's, an inter- that's an interesting point, though, because an, an important part to memory are your senses, right? And that's smell, sight, hearing. Um, not smell for some of us in the Triforce, but well, I don't. Smell I mean, anything. I remember playing that. I remember getting an actual CD of the Halo 2 soundtrack. It was just. But the soundtrack play that, is what you play that with a, like a home theater system. You were just in all of but just the little nuances of everything of like where the sound was coming from and what his ideas were. And that's what like, solidified it in your mind and made that such a memorable experience because the soundtrack was it was almost like a choir. It was so like it was holy, you know. It added to the ambiance there are certain, of this sci-fi there are certain adventure. songs that you will always remember. Like, for example, we always like you and I will always remember "One Wing Angel" from Seth Rothstein. Mm-hmm. We hands down, regardless of what version it is, it is iconic. We might have even had Halo a remix 2. of that on uh, one of our earlier podcasts. We use a yeah, lot of Halo Two, iconic. Yeah, like. It's just the intro screen to like Halo, Mass yeah, Effect, Diablo, Diablo two and Diablo three. Yep. The the soundtrack with that like kind of like bluegrass, like you know, kind of crazy playable taxi. thing. Yeah, crazy well, taxi I mean, that, that had a set. That Jet had, Set Radio was another one. Jet, like, yeah, 
those, but that but was like, the, even that was the like kind Streets of Rage had got that, Streets yeah. of Rage had uh, had their own soundtrack. Sonic had their own soundtrack. Like the Green Hill theme was carried over from the first Sonic to the movie. But let like, us not forget the goat, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Chatterbox. It's the only radio station to listen to. And GTA 6. It it is the only radio station. I swear to fucking God, Rockstar, you better have fucking Laszlo. He doesn't work for the company You need Laszlo. But the person who does Laszlo kind of is at odds with with Rockstar. That's why you got to mend the bridge, man. Lay down the Bifrost and get this motherfucker back. We need Laszlo. They're they're very creative over there. They'll think of something. I'm telling it. It'll be I don't great. care if you call no, him Laszlo. I need somebody like Laszlo. I need a Laszlo. No, no, no. Just they'll, they'll just make a Fernando. Make a Fernando show. Yes. On on. You know what? I'll accept. I'll accept Fernando. I will accept Fernando. Fernando would be. Yeah, I would listen to more of him. And his. That would be the next one up. <laughs> and his polygamy. I will. Left. I will definitely go yes. with Fernando. So we have another choice with our end segment, and yes. off this podcast. Um, I went with the one that I've been pushing off for a while. It's just a nice go-to in a pinch. But what actor would you have a Force Ghost conversation with? Coming off of like, I mean, I would even Do go. Do they have to be dead? I mean, Obi-Wan, I Yoda, years. and Qui-Gon was. Did they come back? You said was? Well, well, they, well they, actor they or are. character? Oh, they're, they're like, still they're, That's oh. different. I mean, I th- I thought actor, but like what, you know, famous actor that you've watched like John Belushi? How could you not want to have a fucking conversation with John Belushi? I would be Robin ghost. Williams hands down. He's a force Robin ghost, Williams hands so down. So he could have a he could do a, a line of, you know, coke blow right in front of you. It it's fine. Robin Williams is another one that Yeah, it, I mean, for that for that kind of question, you kind of need 3. I think 3 is a good number for me. It would be Robin Williams. Richard Pryor, um, Gene Wilder. Ooh, done. Okay, couple you know comedians there. Gene Wilder is a really good pick because he was so fucking influential. Just for especially like Comedy Central in the fucking nineties, they played all of his movies. Hear no evil, see no evil. (laughs) Oh my god, that was such an amazing movie. Yeah. And then fucking, well, I mean. I mean, but if you give me five, I'm going to say John Candy. Baseball's fuck. Yes. And Uncle Buck. Oh, you know? fucking John Candy. But you know who I'm, my my ultimate that I would go to? Chris Farley. I was going to say that too because of Beverly Hills Ninja and, and oh, Tommy Boy God. and Black Sheep. and Tommy Boy was uh, one of those movies to when. When that hit VHS, me and Big Brother were fucking reciting that shit. It, oh yeah, it, that Black Sheep, Chris Everyone Farley was. It was it. The, you were because that's Everyone what we did back then. Was. You recited movie quotes. God damn it! Um, but, but we're all talking like we're like. So this was the before in, inherent the nature in us is just talking com- like we're all well, like we want to talk yeah. to comedians. George Carlin would be one. I thought Carlin, but then I was like, what am I really going to talk to Carlin about? Yeah, so, like, what I do we do? I did have that like, thought. Like, Farley, dude, I could have so many fucking crazy story conversations. I would love to talk awesome. to Phil Hartman. That's Ooh, for sure. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but just just for just for like you know to kind of flip it, an interesting take on just his life. I would love I would love to talk to Christopher Reeves. Why not? Yeah, that's a great one, man. Christopher Reeves. Um, also, you can't mention him without saying Adam West. Yeah, Adam West would be an also a good one because he had he's had a career. Or Adam West, like Roger Moore from from 007. Like yep. he would be a good one. Sean Connery as well. You know, he oh, would that's be right. a good he is one. dead, isn't he? Yeah, no. he passed away. He, I mean, but he was also ninety one. Well, that's a good so, run. Like, that's a remember, really good fucking run. Remember yeah. this this upcoming January, if she makes it, Betty White will be a hundred years old. So yeah, she's fucking ninety nine, man. Holy fuck. Yeah, I mean, Stan Lee would be one now. Oh my god, Stan was my next one after Chris Farley, because dude, I I mean. I would stay if it was like, all right, as soon as you walk out the house, this force ghost disappears, I would just live in my house. I would not leave. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. At least I for a good while. Home, so I don't have I'd to have worry a good couple that. days to where I'd be like, look, man, I'm getting as much info as I can stand. You don't need to eat. Keep going. Who says he's going to want to talk to you that long? He's a ghost. What else does he have to fucking do? Anything but talk to you. <laughs> right, not true believer. <laughs> Fret not true believer. You can Action. fuck off. Actually, Three Matt, hours man, of talking is enough for I me. I gotta go talk to Tupac and <laughs> look, kid. I got shit to do. I gotta talk but, to yeah, Tupac another, and like Christopher Stevie Reeves. Ray Vaughan. I'm out. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix me, like, is a good one. You know, give me John Lennon. Like, you know. There's a lot of people that I would want to talk to. Yeah, you but know. that's a different end segment. We're talking to actors right now. Musicians is a as is a whole different. They, different they all story. they all had a dabble in it. Um, one that I would want to do too, just off the top of my head, uh, Frank Sinatra and Elvis. Frank Sinatra would be a good one. For Frank me. Sinatra would be really fucking good. Rat Pack, Robin Elbows, all that shit. Uh, it would just be such yeah. a fucking phenomenal conversation to where. That's that was if you were talking about three, that would be my three is, you know, Chris Farley, Stanley and Frank Sinatra. Big brother, you got any? I don't really know people's names or actors. You see, I don't no offense if you're an actor. I just don't care. You know them like Robin Williams. was Sure, sure. I'll go with that one. Let's see, I Robin guess. Williams, uh, sure. who else is dead that you've seen? Sean Connery, you've seen him. He's dead. I honestly, uh, I thought he died a long time ago. But, wow, he made it to 91. That's really good. His penis didn't, but... Yeah, he did. I mean, he stopped what? He stopped acting okay. in like like uh, 10 years ago, so... You what know. was his last role? Was it that one with Catherine Zeta-Jones to where he was supposed to be the seducer? And he was, was the, the cat burglar? He was a writer? No, that was, that was Entrapment. Okay. And then Medicine Man was when he found the cure for cancer. Dude, he Occasionally, really... you just have to hit her. <laughs> yeah, he did just, say that. He did oh, say that. She won't shut the hell up. You just have to slap Sometimes her. you just have to hit her. You just have to hit her. Like, damn, man. Oof. You're approaching it, Barbara. Thank I'm God gonna he's dead. I'm going to really slap you. Thank God he's dead. Me too would have canceled that motherfucker. He, he wouldn't care. <laughs> but 
I mean, I think we got a, a bunch of good picks outside. Ready? My last one. Now. Leslie Nielsen. Ooh, yeah, man. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Yeah, no, that'd be great. But wh- how is Steve Martin still alive? He's looked like he was 78 from literally since the 70s. No, yeah. no, he he's a vampire. Like Keith yeah. Richard died way, way before that. And People say vampires. He's, he's aren't still real. alive. He's still kicking. So like, yeah, we'll be here forever. You know who the next one is? Paul Rudd. That motherfucker is fifty nine. He is still playing a thirty year old. Who? Ant Man. Oh, that guy. Yeah. There's no way Ant Man is fifty nine. Pull it up on he he denied me. You need Paul to pull it up now. Rudd I'm H. telling you right now. He's 50 fucking nine. And he's 52. He's no. born in 1969. I thought, 50, I thought it was 59. Still no, 52. Steve Carell's 59. He's 146. I go with Big Brother's age. Will Ferrell's 54. Well, like, Will Ferrell looks 60. Yeah, he looks older <laughs> than that. My point is, like, there are some people who are like, oh, I'm 72. Like, no, you are fucking not. There they're are some called, people like that. Yeah, Paul Rudd is people. in that range. He doesn't look 52. They don't he's still age. playing that 30 so, so Paul Rudd is the same age when Brian Dennehy did Cocoon. You know what and it was? This is what brought me to this thought. I saw the meme. It was like Paul Rudd is currently as old as Wilford Brimley was in this picture. And it was like Wilford yes. Brimley, gray, a little bit of color right here. And I was like, holy fuck, we're going to look great when we're 90. Paul Rudd didn't have diabetes. <laughs> Every room of my house had lead in it. That's how I made it. <laughs> you pussies don't have any That's lead how in I your house. I take a big bite of lead every day. <laughs> and I wash it down with an asbestos smoothie. Yeah. All right, so here, here, is, here is the fucked up one. And I worry so about the To war. talk to the actor, to talk to an actor or actress that as a force ghost give me the girl um who had an untimely death who played in poltergeist and i would like i would love to find out what happened oh what was that one they made a movie about it was like what makes you the one that was like the filming of superman and there was a murder yeah that yeah. would be a fucking great one if we're going dark. I would love to have like the inside scoop and be able to tell the story to, and let her soul be put to rest the kind of thing you know that we would just, be a good we just do a live podcast. It'll be fine. It'll be Who recorded. I believe you. <laughs> I talked to their ghost. This isn't Elder Scrolls. The ghost talked to me and they no go, ghost. oh, okay, we'll just believe the ghost. Yeah. Hey, man, we're talking That's about. Right. We just believe in the ghost. Oh. We're talking about ghosts. Who knows? <laughs> we might even talk um, about Bigfoot in the future. You never know where we're going to go. Yeah. La- yeah uh, last one. Last one. Drive. Frank Oz, because he created and voiced Yoda. Okay. The same. Okay, I'll allow and it. He man. was also he was also instrumental in helping creating the Ninja Turtles the movie. So with with all the animatronics. So well, that makes that sense. Too. Yeah, that's Who awesome. An engineer. We got a bunch of awesome choices. If you guys have some choices we didn't think of, or even if we thought of them, pop them in that comment section below on any of the me- medias that you will find this podcast eventually. Yeah, obviously, Internet um, Day ASW is down, and it was fucking with us as well. But yes, Mako from Avatar. He was General Iroh. Well, I was. Worried. Yes, yes. 
So because he passed away at the end in the middle of season three. So that's during the one. episode. During the episode when Appa oh, was missing. Uh, what's his face from the crow? Uh, Brandon Lee. Yeah, you can talk to him. I would love to talk. I would love to talk to Bruce and Brandon Lee together. I'm sorry, you only get one. That would be a very different conversation. Like, how did you die? Well, gun incident. How did you die? Well, well, well gun incident. <laughs> it was a demon. Oh, okay. Like, demon. oh, okay. I just feel like that would be a Top Gear episode of two people, two ghosts who got killed by a gun. Which is the fastest? Ka, 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 I'm fucking dead. That would that, that would have been the next crap. season if they did the regular show. Like, well, Jeremy, we're ghosts, so we couldn't touch the pedals or sit in the car. So. It's just the car sitting there, and they're not off. They're not off. They're not. <laughs> that seems like a complete not going anywhere. That seems like they're kind of bit. Who's the fastest? None of them. They're dead. <laughs> so, so they're not going to be on then. No, 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 James will not be on. And on that bombshell, we end off this podcast the same same way every week with the thank yous. We want to thank you, Jesse Bell and the Old City Sports Network crew for inviting us out to the podcast for cancer. Um, it was an amazing time. We thank Frank Percy for joining us there, filling out a Triforce trifecta of our own. And of course, Mark Frank, Tra- one punch Percy, Mark Gervais, Moy Robinson, and Matthew Kennedy. We thank them all for liking, commenting, sharing, and supporting the podcast. Obviously, this is none other than a long drawn out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matman in the Projanger Box. We have co host Christopher Bristow, the old man, as well as our producer, big brother, Stephen Bucarell. And our mascot and hero of time, Link Diablo. And of course, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, came on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, no, we're going to end it. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our island carry. Little booger. Ah, uh, I'm sorry, man. I just had, I just, my, I'm just had like a lack of energy. Last I saw days. you yawning, man, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No, I'm not it's, fucking it's, lying. I got some. I'm not I got some heavy lying. shit going on at. It's not really that. It's I got some heavy shit going on at. But it's just kind of taking a on me. I'm saying in general. Also get a vitamin workup. In general. I've already increased the vitamin stuff. Yeah, that that in general, it's just increase that B twelve, man. I have been doing it for about like a week now, or no, a couple days. Yeah, like four, three, four days, four days about. And I mean, granted, the vacation helped as well, but I feel more of a steady energy throughout my day yeah, with the B twelve, like two or so, two or three. I mean, I was feeling so fucking it's, run down. It's more. It's more like emotional tired. I'm just emotionally spent in the last couple of days. Mm. Well, I mean, that's understandable, but the B12 won't hurt. I mean, your emotions will still be oh, scarred, like I said, but you'll like be I said, full I've of already, energy. I've already done that. Like, physically, I'm fine. Like, I am I feel good. I'm not sick anymore. I'm I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm with everything else. It's just like, it's just been a lot of shit going down at work, and it's just mm. taking a toll on me. That's all. Hey, man, I, you know I was there, but that's also where the vacation helped. But 
Wow, also, you were at his work? He should have been at your work. I know, that's why I was on vacation at my work. I was going okay. to his. <laughs> that's why it's not good. When he I'm says his, it means my house. But, you know, because I don't go into the office. As I either. hop on over in the screen. Um, bloop, bloop, like that fucking, ju- that sock that Mario <laughs> hopped in and he was jumping around. Podcast for cancer. Um, really awesome. Um, I didn't get to, like, listen to the video that Jesse put up. But I saw he posted pictures of uh, him giving the money from the charity benefit over. And that yep. was really cool. Um, I'm yeah. glad, glad we could be a part of it. Even if the most important words that I said that night were, food is ready. Eat up, gang. And yeah, right. Everybody <laughs> got up. <laughs> it was the first thing this man said that made sense. Damn it. But it was, yes, really, sir. it was really cool. And even, you know, I put it out through a couple people in the chat and, you know, uh, on my message channels that I, my goal for 2020 is for us to do a live event for, for charity, you know, do something like do something like that for purjangers and wall hangers would be really cool. And we could call it purjanging for and then enter cha- charity here. Yeah, we could. And then it's a whole bunch of different charities we could do. Pur- Projanging for this and have a whole bunch of different podcasters and wrestling event. I was talking to Mark. He's like, you could do podcast in the, in, you know, in the beginning and then a wrestling event at night. And I was like, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. We were, uh, I was talking to him earlier today. I mean, earlier yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah. He mentioned that to me, but I was thinking like, man, that would be really cool if we could pull off an event like that by net, you know, the end of the next year, around this time next year to have the event, you know, before the end of 2022, I think that we could, think? Pull, I think we could pull it off. The main thing is what charity, because once you know what you're doing, it now you have something, Hey man, we want to do a charity for this, but we want to have a whole bunch of podcasters, a whole bunch of stuff. Like we always, we talked about con, why don't we throw a con for cancer or like a con for a, a charity event and have it per Jangor con for this proceeds oh, for ticket um, sales. Well, go to that? Well, uh, but I think my ultimate point is that we should do some kind of an event for a charity. And I think that's a nice attainable goal for us to do. Yeah. You see what uh Canarita posted today? Uh, I forget the guy. I forget the guy's uh, George Mar- Yeah, Martinez. Yeah, yeah, the uh, comic illustrator. Yep, legendary for DC and Marvel. Yeah, that's a big loss. I've heard his name mentioned like over a bunch by like Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard on Fat Man Beyond on how like like influential he was in comics, and that was before mm-hmm. he died. So you know that was a really big nerdy loss there, man. Yeah. Probably a little bit too soon to do any kind of benefit, but it was a really big hit to the nerd community there. I like how you're thinking outside the boxes, though. All right, uh, we're that probably wasn't we're gonna, tied together. We're going live. Ready, three, two, one. Now we're live on Twitch and Facebook and the YouTube's. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs>